Greetings, gamers. I see you. Michaela here to share a quick PSA about Hogwarts Legacy. This will be the only time we mention this game on Surprise Mechanics, as we refuse to cover it due to the hateful content within the game and in the Harry Potter franchise as a whole. It appears that most people these days are aware that J.K. Rowling, the creator of Harry Potter, is a raging transphobe. However, it is not widely known how much bigotry is written into Harry Potter itself. I will be sharing links in the show description so you may continue learning about this as I do not want to go into every detail nor do I have the time. I ask everyone listening to not purchase or play Hogwarts Legacy. It seems harmless to buy a video game, however, J.K. Rowling has directly stated that every penny she has given for Harry Potter media and merch is an affirmation and direct support of her bigotry against transgender people. Buying this game funds transphobia and transgenocide. Yes, there is an attempt to commit genocide against transgender people. Some may argue that they just want to support the developers, or that there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, or that you have to separate the art from the artist. These arguments are all bullshit. Are you really out there buying every single game released to support every single developer? Probably not. I certainly am not, and I have a podcast about video games. Plus, they've already been paid. And yes, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. However, video games are luxury goods. They are not a necessity required to live. You will not perish if you avoid buying this one game, and there are many alternatives that you can choose from. J.K. Rowling hangs out with Nazis, who wish to take away the rights of other people, including cisgender women. Think about that before you give her your money. If that's not enough, one of the lead developers of this game is a confirmed neo-Nazi with an alt-right YouTube channel. The Harry Potter franchise is rife with anti-Semitism, racism, body shaming, and it normalizes slavery and abuse. I implore you to read further on these issues, as I cannot speak for all oppressed groups, and there are too many things that are problematic in this franchise to mention it in such a short time. If you are an ally to LGBTQIA plus people, to BIPOC people, and people of any other marginalized groups, then you will not buy this game. If you do, then you are not an ally. I cannot trust you, and I do not feel safe around you. At a time where more anti-trans legislation is being proposed around the world, I struggle feeling safe just being myself, trying to live a normal life. It is the bare minimum that we ask of you. J.K. Rowling is a Nazi, and her work contains bigoted worldviews. It is not possible to separate the art from the artist. I don't expect boycotting this game will affect its profitability significantly, but it means everything to me that cisgender allies would stand with me against bigotry in all of its forms. And if you support this game, just remember, you might claim that you aren't a fascist, but the fascists think that you are one of them. All of that said, there are plenty of alternatives to the bigoted world of Harry Potter. Right now, there is a $60 bundle of 60-plus witchy games by queer creators that explicitly reject bigotry, which you can support and get your magic fix. The link for the bundle is in the episode description. Now, we'll be going back to our regular programming. Fuck JK Rowling. Fuck transphobia. Fuck Harry Potter. Fuck Nazis. Stop transgenocide.
folks, welcome back to Surprise Mechanics, the only podcast about Scooby Gang, I guess. How do we start the show? I think he just did, but I mean, honestly, not oh, all of them I remember, are. I remember the next line. Okay, okay. I'm your co-host, Ruby Teller, joining me as always, Michaela Jones. Greetings, uh, Detective, I guess. I see you. Greetings, Detective, I see you. Or is it like Mystery Machine Gang, Mystery Gang? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I guess this whole episode is just one big mystery. That's right. Uh, in many ways. Uh, and as you can see from the title, we're talking about the new HBO Max series, Velma, as well as the comic series, Scooby Apocalypse. And joining us is a uh, returning guest with Sam Awadala. Hi, Sam. Hello. We had you on for uh, Zach, the Snyder Cut, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So I wanted to right now, I haven't run this by Michaela, so I hope it's okay, but I wanted to offer you the job of our official Warner Brothers correspondent. Yeah, do I have to play multiverses? Yes. Uh, yeah, that could wouldn't hurt. Okay, <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, does that, I don't I, think we're gonna have an episode on it, but I just need to know that I can come to you if I have any questions. I, I you can, <laughs> and I'd also just like to go on the record for this podcast as the official spokesperson that we, as a unit, co-sign everything Ezra Miller has done or will do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh no! <laughs> I don't know about that. That move, that movie does look sweet, though. <laughs> the documentary you about have... Ezra Miller's last year. <laughs> you do have to wonder. Uh, uh, oh, like, has Ezra Miller helped literally bury a body or something? Like, what does Ezra Miller have over the executives at Warner Brothers? Or is the Flash just that good? <laughs> <laughs> they're just—they're looking at the early cuts of the Flash and going, "We have to put it out." Do you ever wonder what, what goes on in Ezra Miller's he uh, head? Like, what's going on up there? Maybe they just convinced one of the executives there that they are the Flash. Like, yeah, we we can't fuck with them. <laughs> they have the speed force. Sure, sure would be a shame if I went back in time and uh, erased your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the I I want to just talk real quick about how this episode came to be because early on, I wanted to do an episode on Velma, and Michaela agreed, and then I actually tried to get Matt. I want to shout out to Matt Slaniger. I tried to get him on on to be our guest, and he refused to watch Velma, uh, which is a move I respect. <laughs> greatly <laughs> he said absolutely not and then was sam you just happened to text me like last week saying you were on episode eight of velma yeah i just straight up watched velma on my own yeah there it is <laughs> yeah we were so... scrambling for a guest and we had no clue what we were going to do to fill the spot for this episode and yeah here comes with sam we thought it was just gonna be us alone with our thoughts <laughs> and, and you are probably the person on the call who's watched the most Velma now. Yeah, I've watched, watched all of Velma. Let's uh, <laughs> let's do a, a, a round table real quick. Roman, how many episodes of Velma have you watched? I watched three episodes of Velma. I have watched four episodes of Velma. You, of course, you did. You had. To, I watched three in one minute. I've watched all of <laughs> all of Velma. What? What are you guys? What, what are you right. doing? I thought you looked more broken than usual today. <laughs> Do you get a prize for watching all of it? Any advice for watching all of it? Don't. It's it's it is not good television. Mindy Kaling should uh, be stopped. 
<laughs> I I have a question. I have a spoiler question. And this was something I, I thought they might do, but then as I heard more about the show, I I, I just kind of changed my mind. And uh, Do they introduce a puppy Scooby-Doo in the last episode? No. Uh, like, okay, so there's just no Scooby-Doo. There just, there just isn't Scooby-Doo in the Scooby-Doo. Well, to, to be clear, the show is Velma. So yes, I got that. <laughs> Wait, so, Ve- so 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 Velma animorphs into a dog at the end of the season. That would be great, but no, they also have Velma as like. I I, I don't understand here. I'm I'm just gonna dive right into it. Scooby Doo as a property, as a TV show, as a movie, whatever, is not central on Scooby Doo, like. Scooby is not driving the plot of a lot of the Scooby-Doo stuff. Like, usually the most Scooby gets to do is eat, like, a pretty big sandwich. I feel like that's very integral to the plot, though. Yeah. Haven't you... I mean, you read Crisis on Infinite Scoobs. <laughs> yeah? yeah? <laughs> How are you going to say he's not integral in the plot? <laughs> well, it's so... I guess, like, for anyone who's not familiar, Velma is a... It's how the fuck do you even it's an animated series for HBO Max centered around the Scooby gang minus Scooby in high school. And it's sort of an origin story for them. And it's also very adult oriented. It's not adult oriented. It's 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 like yeah, it's like Mindy Kaling saw Euphoria and was like, yeah, that but Scooby do. Yeah, they say yeah, the I F mean, word. They say the F word a lot. A lot. Um, and, and we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but one big question I did ha- like like wonder and wanted to pose to you both is why does this exist? Um, I've The the big theory online is that it was going to be s- s- uh, something else, and then they were just like, let's just make it Scooby-Doo skinned to have like that IP tie-in. I had... A theory at one point, I kind of wondered if maybe it was something just to retain the rights to Scooby-Doo, but Scooby-Doo is not really an irrelevant property anymore. They just had that that Scoop movie that came out that uh, I didn't see, but I heard people liked well enough, and they uh, canceled a like mostly finished Christmas special, um, presumably for this, I guess. Like they decided for the foreseeable future, Scooby is going to be Velma, and nothing else. Um, but I, why do you think this exists? Is it a passion project? Is there it, some executive out there who thinks like this is it? It seems like the most logical thing is that it was something else that was given the Scooby Doo coat of paint, but genuinely, I don't know. And and it, I don't know. Like, was like the the people behind this just chomping at the bit to do a Scooby Doo take? Like, it doesn't seem like that based off of what I have seen. It's it's as big a mystery as all of the mysteries in the original series combined with James Gunn's film. Yes. Well, it's not James Gunn's film. It's the one he wrote. Not he. I don't think he directed that. I don't think he directed that. Um, no, he didn't. But I don't, uh, hey, he, eh. I don't, I don't remember. Hey, I don't Sam, know. You, uh, hey, let's, check out, let's ask our Warner Brothers correspondent. Can you uh, check if James Gunn directed the, uh, I believe it's 2003 Scooby-Doo live action? <laughs> I mean, I'm just Googling it, but Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. I uh, I don't know, and and maybe maybe it's possibly possible that Warner Brothers just wanted another Rick and Morty. And hey, 
maybe they're totally vindicated after all this shit that has now gone down with Rick and Morty. Uh, maybe there's someone over there going, everything's coming up, Velma. Good timing. Um, <laughs> it, no, it was the 2003. It was directed by the same person who directed Big Mama's House and Home Alone 3. But, but also, is this like even a Rick and Morty like esque thing? It doesn't like no. Rick and Morty doesn't feel like a mystery show, you know. It just kind of feels like a bunch of assholes. I would contend that Velma is just a bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was about to say that you could you could argue that the, like, the cast in this show has a bunch of assholes in it too. So I guess there is a link there. Um, but I never once thought Rick and Morty while watching this. Well, I just meant like in terms of like another uber successful adult animated comedy series gotcha gotcha like taking taking a wide umbrella pantheon yeah um with sam as the person here who's watched all of elma and as our warner brothers correspondent uh why don't you just give us broad strokes what happens in velma what is the plot of velma that's a dead fucking question um i think broadly velma is about velma dinkley one um finding her sexual identity is a large part of it <laughs> to um uh finding her mi- missing spoilers maybe dead maybe not mother um and being a bad friend to the rest of the Scooby gang <laughs> yeah. yeah she to- she totally seemed like a bad person from what i could say now at this point, do we do we want to like get into spoilers or do we throw up a spoiler warning for for Velma? Yeah, I guess. I mean, don't I guess even put up the warning. We should Let's just spoil fucking Velma. Her mom's alive. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, hey, that was your spoiler warning. Yeah, they had, they had a couple seconds there to react. Um, yeah, and that whole the thing the plot with her mom is so weird because, uh, it's like Velma has these like hallucin hallucinations she has these episodes where she sees like classic horror movie monsters basically or just like she basically has like paralysis demons that appear yeah and it feels like it's this weird way to incorporate the like scooby-doo spooky imagery um and i don't get it (laughs) i don't get what they were trying to do i i think they were trying to do like you know how the old scooby-doo's had Oh, it's a ghost until they unmask it with, like, elaborate checks. They're like, well, that that's too difficult. She's mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, every decision around this show is bizarre. Uh, and I want us to take a real quick detour right now. And this is the part of the show where we're going to all say something nice about Velma. I'll go first. Because I, I, I know I've dropped a bomb on you both, so I'll give you both time to prepare. I do think this show has a good cast. I think everyone is trying their best. I think Glenn Howardin does a lot of heavy lifting uh, as as Fred. Uh, I did chuckle a few times. I can't say I didn't laugh at all in the three episodes I watched. Um, and then the the nicest thing I can say about this show is in those three episodes, it is not as outright awful as I expected. It's just soulless and voiceless. And is no fun at all. That was your that was your Yep. (laughs) That's right. I would have to say that the nice thing I have for it is also that like I I, I genuinely did not laugh while watching this. I was not entertained. But it was not as bad as I was expecting it to be from all of the backlash that is thrown at it online. 
And I think, uh, I mean, that being the nicest thing I can say about it, the other thing I guess I kind of liked about it was, um, seems like Velma's a little gay. I kind of appreciate that. Sure. I mean... Uh, that, I mean, that's also already established in other, like, Scooby-Doo uh, properties. So, like... Yeah, it, do, it does feel like they were going for easy points. But to your point, you gotta, you know, you gotta take what you can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, Velma doing it necessarily isn't anything groundbreaking. I mean, we had, like, a Scooby-Doo... A uh, piece of media recently that had a very gay Gelma, a uh, very gay Gelma, Gelma. A, very, Gelma. a very gay Velma, and uh, that was wonderful. <laughs> I love that for her. Yeah, love that for Gelma. <laughs> um, my nice thing is that yeah, the voice acting is good. Sam Richardson is great. Glenn Howerton, very good. Um, constant, 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 constant. That's the woo. That's the constant woo that sort of like dominates the multiverse. The constant woo. I I, I don't think it's offensive. Like I like, I I I don't think it. Does it like I think some of the Mindy Kaling. I think a lot of this could have been avoided if Mindy Kaling had a better therapist and sort of talked about her issues around race. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> but it's not like offensive. It's just like it's it's nothing. It's like giving you a plate of oatmeal. But telling you it's pancakes, like it's not pancake. It's oatmeal, which is like fine, but it's not pancakes. Well, it's like oatmeal, and there's not even like anything in it to make it taste like anything other than steel cut oats. Yeah, why are you so psyched about this? <laughs> well, so so two things I want to get into there, and the first is. So we, you know, we've obviously mentioned Mindy Kaling a couple times here, and I I do not think she is without blame. But this show was, like, executive produced by, like, a white man in his, I believe, late 40s or maybe even 50s. Yeah, and I only definitely was. <laughs> yes, and I only bring it up because it's, like, so, like, I'm not trying to let Mindy Calling off the hook because she is an executive producer. You know, she, she, uh, she was obviously involved in some capacity, but, like, the head writer and executive producer is this guy named Charlie Grandy, and it just, like, the show has a really weird voice. Like, I, I don't. It doesn't seem like it's trying to say anything, um, which could be fine on its own, but then it, like, when a show uses a lot of topical humor and topical jokes, but then ultimately has nothing to say, it is it is frustrating, and you're just like, what What am I supposed to get out of this? Well, there's also a bunch uh, of jokes where it's, like, trying to play both sides of, like, um, like, like isn't cancel culture, like, like, absurd, and also just, like, like the, there's that one joke about like I'm edgy and I say what I want like a yes. like a comedian. It's like okay, but like what that comedians, joke? every comedian before hashtag Me Too. Velma yeah. came down on the side of Louis C.K. Yeah, like <laughs> it was just what? joke four. Like yes, and they just keep flip flopping on that type of thing, or just like coming towards a total like center approach to it with nothing to say, and. uh at some point, it really just feels like, okay, we're going to pander to literally every possible group of people that we can. Yeah. And it feels like this show's, like, knee-jerk reaction is to make, like, whatever the quote-unquote edgiest joke possible would be. But the jokes are never even that edgy or funny. They're just, like, kind of kind of mean or nothing. <laughs> it's either, like, a not joke or just an insult. We were talking about how it was, like, a, a, like a you know rated m sort of thing but it, but it really isn't i mean like they say the f word a few times but like it like 
and there's some like sexual stuff but it's not like it's really not very like it's not as edgy as it thinks it is like yes i would agree with that yeah I, I I gave it three episodes because my rule of thumb with any show is I think three is like kind of the number to see if you like it or not. Uh, and I just had no desire to watch any more than that. It felt like doing my homework. And and then I was like, I'm not going to, I'm done. I, I, I gave it four um, genuinely because I wanted to one-up you, Roman. Yes, I know. But uh, <laughs> uh, after watching that first episode, I do have to say, I just, I didn't feel anything. The whole episode... <laughs> I just sat there in silence staring at my screen and like it, it it was either too many thoughts about this show and like, oh God, what is this? What even is this? Or absolutely no thoughts at all in my brain while watching this show. It just, it, it doesn't do anything. It's like, like a lot of people got down to, to work writing and then acting making music and animating and putting so much human effort and energy into creating this series. And uh, it really just feels like someone farted into the wind and that's where all that energy and effort went. Farts in the wind was my favorite scene in Blade Runner. <laughs> I see the tap ships burning. I see. <laughs> Black farts in the wind. <laughs> It's my favorite Kansas song. <laughs> there's, there's so many. This, this show had to cost so much. It's like all star talent, like obviously, and there's obviously like, like you're saying, Michaela. There's talent behind the scenes. Like, like cop, this show's competently made. Like, you're exactly right with Sam. Like, this is not cheap. Uh, Michaela, I have a question for you. Would you rather watch more Velma or more Vanderpump Rules? Well, I, I guess uh, Vanderpump Rules genuinely gave me a, a headache when I watched it. However, I, I actually felt something while I was watching Vanderpump Rules, so I probably would watch more Vanderpump Rules. That's right. If I wanted to feel numb, which honestly is really easy just looking at the landscape around us in modern society today, uh, then I'd watch Velma or I'd watch the news. But uh, hey, I guess I can feel bad watching Vanderpump Rules, so there's that. Yeah, who needs satire when you have the news? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, isn't, isn't it crazy that The Onion is just, like, reporting facts now, essentially? There's nothing funnier than these clowns in Washington. That's right. Did either of you read any Scooby Apocalypse? Unfortunately, I did not. I ran out of time. I have a busy schedule, and, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to, but I, I didn't get a chance to. It That's sounds okay. very cool, though. Uh, well, Sam, did you read any of it? Uh, I read the first issue. That's fine. We'll keep this brief. I just wanted to mention Scooby Apocalypse in contrast with Velma because I think it is an example of what Velma is trying to do but executed well enough. The premise of Scooby Apocalypse is um, the Scooby gang kind of forms because the world ends because Velma is a scientist at this really like clandestine uh, agency where for the last couple of years they've been releasing nanites across the globe uh, that are meant to turn people into like uh, a very like uh, basically sheep and make, make the masses easily controlled. Yeah, like but the they get act, huh? Like the vaccine, just like the vaccine. <laughs> Not going to say which one. Do your own research. Uh, and <laughs> but uh 
<laughs> ivermectin. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, the the nanites are activated, but they are not activated as planned, and they turn people across the globe into like classic horror monsters. Uh, and and the show does not have as like edgy of a tone as Velma. It's it's much more like PG thirteen. Like there's light swearing and there is some violence. Um, but it's pretty fun. And on top of that, uh, Scooby's role in this is at the same uh, agency. There's like this program to breed these smart dogs to make them like ruthless killers. And Scooby was basically a failed attempt because Scooby's too friendly. But that's how they explain how he can kind of talk and communicate is he's a he's like Rocket Raccoon, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, uh, was, was Sam, what did you think of the first issue of Scooby Apocalypse? I, I enjoyed it. I, 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 I'm going to read more. Um, I like that they, I like that it starts at Burning Man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it definitely, it, it's, it's, uh, I think the one thing Scooby Apocalypse has over Velma, and this could just be like, I have a soft spot for comics, obviously, just a like lot. I do. Well, it has a plot, but also, like, it's really goofy in a way that, like, it feels like only comic books can be. Um, and I think it's I think it's just because comic books, more so than a lot of other mediums, aren't afraid to embrace that as part of, like, what, you know, like, it's a comic book, we could be weird with it, because we're so niche by nature. Uh, so it's really goofy, and, like, everything about, like, they find the mystery machine, because it's basically a tank that's in the... Uh, it's in the compound, and so they take the mystery machine to escape. Uh, it's it's good. I recommend you read. I don't watch Velma, but read Scooby Apocalypse. I, I I would say that just by the title alone, it sounds more interesting. Um, but uh, I have a genuine question going back to Velma very briefly because I forgot to ask this. And uh, re- recollecting the first episode of Velma, did anything happen in that? With Sam, you mentioned Scooby Apocalypse having a plot whereas Velma really doesn't. And, like, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a pilot episode of a TV show where, like, no, like, no progress <laughs> towards an end goal was ever made. Like, well, it's establishing character archetypes that we are, like, we know who the Scooby gang are broadly. Like, you don't need to lay the groundwork. Like, it's an entire episode of, like, yeah, Velma's neglected by her dad and is a nerd. And it's okay, that could have been a scene. Yeah, right. Well, and, and they have like this whole thing with like Fred being the the uh, the um, the person killing these teenagers, and then it's like, oh wait, no, but he's not, and and that's how the episode ends, and it's just like the the biggest like disappointment. And oh hey, we had like some progress. There's like some plot. It's moving. Oh nope, not at all. It isn't. And then he goes to jail anyway. And then Velma doesn't go to jail, even though she hasn't solved the crime that she was initially the suspect for. Well, I mean, they have to get the ten episodes. They order ten episodes. That's true. They they have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, what guess, do you I guess the people do, writing it necessarily weren't that smart. Well, you know, we don't know that. All we have to base on is their body of work. You know. <laughs> we'll we'll know we'll know more in the second season because Velma did get a second season order. Did it really? Yeah. How? Mid, like mid before the. That's season. why we get first bodies in watching it. Well, no, it's on so, HBO. They make the, they 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 make all their decisions based on flipping a coin. <laughs> Russian roulette with like House of the Dragon <laughs> like trying to decide um, I, one joke that I will say I laughed at in Velma was I liked that uh, Shaggy or Norville um, 
which also that is like a, to make a one-to-one comparison they do that exact same joke in scooby apocalypse but it's so much more charming because shaggy keeps saying like no my friends call me shaggy call me shaggy and velma keeps insisting on calling him norville because she doesn't like him <laughs> and so it's like it's so much better um but uh i liked the joke that he has all these different like uh creative pursuits like a food blog or a music review thing or whatever and his target demographic is always stoners. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny because he's very straight edge and is and it's like obviously foreshadowing and a little bit like you're saying with Sam we know who the Scooby Gang are so it's like playing off what we all know about Shaggy. Uh I I don't know that was like funny enough for like a one joke. To spoil more they they foreshadowed Shaggy turning towards weed. Uh, because his dad suggested because he can't sleep because of the trauma he's faced in the 10 episodes of Velma. Oh, boy. Shaggy was traumatized by the very animated television series that he is contained within. It's 2023. Make Shaggy do ketamine, you cowards. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, what are you even worried about? (laughs) Uh, I did like that Shaggy's dad uh, is just the old character model of Shaggy. Yeah, yeah, it is. That was, that was okay. Um, I just I, now noticed that, but you know, that was like an art artist's decision, I'm sure. <laughs> like, you know, um, well, do we have anything else to say about Velma? Because I have a fun challenge to pose to you both, or maybe a fun experiment. Well, I watched four episodes. I'm not going to watch six more. Well, Sam, you will watch season two, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch season two. Okay, well, we'll check back in with you sometime next year. (laughs) Uh, Something I was thinking is, what would be an all-ages title, or like, let's say like PG or under, that you both would like to turn into like a more mature, edgy property for the streaming platform of your choice? The one that came to my mind was Metroid. I think an actual adult, Metroid with like cool body horror would be sweet and then I realized I was just thinking of uh, Alien <laughs> genuinely yeah so uh, I, mean, I pitched Alien to myself and went damn that'd be a good movie <laughs> yeah Alien came first and definitely inspired all of Metroid so Cosmic kind of... Horror Kirby could be good ooh Cosmic Horror Kirby you can really go into Kirby's war crimes and that let uh, Junji Ito take a stab at Kirby <laughs> it's just spirals, but it's Kirby. He opens his mouth everything. and it's the spiral. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's hard to pick one that Rick and Morty haven't already butchered, but <laughs> Well, I you know, and, and I said it in a way that was facetious, but genuine suggestions are allowed, like if there's one we think would actually be cool. I think Captain Planet, like this is why I was thinking Rick and Morty already fucked it up, but like Captain Planet would be great to like I mean like you run into don't look up territory, but like yeah, but like it would work. Captain Planet is just Thanos. <laughs> That's his character arc is just going full. All right, they don't deserve to. Do- they don't deserve to live. <laughs> like this is how I save the planet. Choking to death the CEO of British Petroleum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Before we move on to our heated gaming moment, well, Sam, we have a surprise for you. Okay. So you recently got a PS5. Congratulations, gamer. Thank you. Uh, and I know you were asking, what should your first PS5 games be? So Michaela and I have compiled a list for you. 
so these are our top five PS5 games we recommend you try as soon as you can. I'll take number five. Number five. <clears throat> so this is a game that uh, is admittedly was not a like launched on the PS5, but it, it just got announced that there would be a next-gen upgrade, and that is, of course, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Now, The Elder <laughs> Scrolls takes place sort of in like a fantasy world, and, and as the title suggests, this is the fifth one of these, uh, but they're all standalone. You don't have to have played any of the other ones, including Morrowind or uh, the other... Uh, it's I you know to be honest it's nerd shit I haven't played them. You don't have to play any of them. Uh, but in this wor- in this game in Skyrim you take on the role of the Dragonborn. You are a a, a mythical being who uh, can control dragons or something. As long as you don't have to hurt so, any dragons, I'm in. Oh, I have some bad news, buddy. You're gonna hurt a lot of dragons because that's how you take their power. And uh, there's something about a civil war. I don't like I said, it's nerd shit. But I thought you might really like it. So yeah. uh, I noticed you are not writing it down. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Let me... Uh, I, I... <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. It's Elder Scrolls 5 colon Skyrim. That's S-K-Y-R-I-M. Make sure you get the special edition. It comes with all the DLC. Yes. In which you can go to Morrowind. You were saying you like nerd shit. So... Uh, Michaela, you want to take number four? Yeah, the fourth game we have on the list for you is The Last of Us Part 1. Now, don't mm-hmm. worry. You don't have to play The Last of Us Remastered for the PS4 or The Last of Us for PS3. You can jump right into Part mm-hmm. 1 without losing anything in the plot. There's no spoilers, nothing to worry about. It's a fantastic game, especially because we were talking a little bit about post-apocalyptic worlds. The Last of Us is all about one, you know? Yes. You got your zombies. They go chomp. They go click. They they do all sorts <laughs> of fun things, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So uh, The Last of Us Part 1, that, yep. that's a, that's a one, one, one excellent contender. And it's it's all the rage right now? I'm going to stop you right there because I saw the discourse on Twitter, and I'm a firm believer in go woke, go broke. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we, we uh, okay. Well, we do recommend you pay $70 for that one. Uh, number three is, of course, it's everyone's favorite gaming duo. You know them, you love them. It's Jack and Daxter. Now, they're going to make a new one of these any day now. It's coming. So we recommend you check out the first Jack and Daxter, the one that started it all, and you can access that for just, I believe it's $100 a year through the PS Plus Premium Library. And that gives you a uh, 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 collection to all your favorite emulators from the PlayStation 1 era. Are you being paid by Sony? Huh? <laughs> number number two, Michaela. <laughs> we don't have a Sony mug. <laughs> so number two on the list is Halo Combat Evolved. It's a it's a classic game. I don't think you've played it yet. Uh, it, it's It's been remastered for the PS5. And you play as Master Chef going around shooting at aliens that are shooting at you that don't like humanity and, well, you don't like them because they're aliens. I don't know what what this game is really about. I think you just run around and you shoot. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you drive a tank. And um, eventually, I think it goes post-apocalyptic too. There's a theme here. So uh, really, if you have a PlayStation 5 and you don't have Halo Combat Evolved for the PlayStation 5, then, you know, what are you doing? Yeah, it's you know it is remastered. It's going to take a little bit of finagling, a little bit of jailbreaking on your part, 
But when you're done, I promise you, you'll be saying, thank you, chef. <laughs> and number one on our list, this is the top five, or number one, top one PlayStation 5 game for you, our friend with Sam. God of War Ragnarok came out in 2022 by Santa Monica Studios and tells the story of Kratos and his son Atreus following the events of God of War 2018. But before you play that one, we do recommend you log back into the PS Plus Premium Library and check out God of War 1 on the PlayStation 2, which tells you the origins of Kratos and how he became known as the ruthless warrior, the Ghost of Sparta. I, and so I've heard of the new ones. He wasn't always like a nice dad. That's right. And this one's going to tell you all about it. He wasn't always a nice dad and he used to have a goatee. So you have to really mm -hmm. you know, consider that when you purchase it. Oh. Yeah, do you want to look at a goatee? You kind of have to ask yourself, what's your comfort level with looking at goatees? I, I heard that's why they did the beard in the new one, because the goatee has such a heavy impl implication of domestic violence. The bitch be the book. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's end this episode like we always do, with a heated gaming moment. My heated gaming moment is, once again, Vanderpump Rules. The new season of Vanderpump Rules premiered, and folks, let me tell you, this show is so back. Last two seasons, not great. This season, it looks like it's going to be amazing, because all of their lives imploded. And uh, I can't wait to watch more of it. And something kind of cool, uh, there's this new character named Allie, who is dating James Kennedy, and their relationship is hard to watch. But Allie is actually from Dayton, and she used to be on a, a two-season reality series that aired on the Dayton CW called The Valley, where it followed a group of, like, high school seniors as they transitioned into college. And then, so she did that, and then she worked at the TV station for a while, and then somehow ended up in L.A. and is now on Vanderpump Rules. Wait, The Valley is in the Ohio River Valley? Yeah, like Miami Valley. That's, that seems purposely misleading. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's Hollywood, baby. Showbiz. So, Michaela, I, um, make sure you check that out so we can do our episode on the season recap later this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, well, my heated gaming moment, is it my turn now? Yes, it is. All right. I appreciate your tone. Well, I was just asking a question, but, you know, if, uh -huh. if, if, you, if you think I should change, just let me know. Um. So my heated gaming moment is my heated gaming moment is um, I watched everything everywhere all at once, which you talked about on the show, and uh, I hadn't watched it. I did not go back and listen to that episode, despite probably I, I should have. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to throw out there, like this might be the best movie ever made, and uh, I I loved it. I cried for almost two hours straight, and uh, I, I had such a wonderful time with this movie. I I laughed so hard that I cried tears of joy. I I felt feelings so hard that I cried tears of other feelings. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. and uh, and 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 my my gosh, I I just really like this movie. Everything about it is so wonderful. Um, if you haven't seen everything everywhere all at once, well, what do you, why, 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 why are you waiting? 
Go. Watch it now. Turn this episode off. Go watch it now. Oh, don't turn the episode off. We're almost done. It's actually, oh, yeah, really, impo- it's actually really important for our numbers if you finish to the end. Yeah, and, and also I, I kind of got ahead of myself. I shouldn't cut off uh, the episode that soon because we still have to hear with Sam's heated gaming moment, which I'm really excited to hear. That's right. Yeah, so MILF Manor is a show where eight MILFs are in a house with their corresponding sons, right? And the MILFs date the sons. And the intense, you know, psychosexual dynamics therein make up most of the drama of what? the show. Um, is this real? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they took the show from 30 Rock, made it slightly worse, and made it into a real TV show. <laughs> um, oh in episode God. two, <laughs> one of the MILFs reveals a secret so shocking that it emotionally destroys her son to the point where, like, like, like when I say this show, like, I have a pretty high capacity for misery, but, like, when I say this show is harrowing, uh, like, I'm there's no hyperbole there. Like, the characters, the, the person's name is Jimmy. At one point after the secret is revealed, he's just blind drunk, naked in the pool, swimming, as you can tell, like, the producers are worried about him. And then the next time you see him, he has a different haircut, implying that Jimmy had to take a break from Milf Manor. They re- they recast Jimmy. It's episode two. <laughs> it just... Oh, man, I'm going to have to watch Milf Manor, aren't I? Yeah, you really should. This show is a war crime. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking right now to see how I can watch this. It's uh, it's uh, Discovery Plus TLC, the Learning Channel. Have... The Learning Channel, Milf Manor. <laughs> There's plenty to learn from that. And it has it has a really low score on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. So that's how you know it's unhinged. It's 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 <laughs> fucking just balls to the walls, n- balls to the wall nuts. It's it's it is fucking insane. Are they gonna do another season? I'm sure they'll do another season. This show can't be expensive to make. Also, I have a feeling that they do this show in Mexico, like, specifically not to do it on U.S. soil for, like, a real reason. Do you know what that reason is? Yeah, extradition. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm going to have to watch this freaking show, and we're probably going to have to do an episode on it. I mean, yeah. That's so cool. There's a New Yorker article uh, uh, about Milk Manor. Where it's like, I think the title is Milk Manor is Haunted by the Specter of Incest. <laughs> I saw that. I did see that, but I like didn't read any more to see like what, if that was a joke, if this was a real show until you mentioned it. Oh, man. I keep calling it Milk Island, like the show from 30 Rock. Unreal. Like, genuinely, the show from 30 Rock is much more thought out than this. Yeah, because Milf Island on Thirty Rock was the it was a Survivor parody, right? It was like ten milfs, ten eighth graders who will survive. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like, yeah, this is actually, yeah, this is more insane. Yeah, it's this eight like, milfs and their sons. Yeah, there's also one guy who who dresses in a way that I can only describe as uh, ska formal. Like what is the, okay. At one point, he goes out on a date, 
which by the way he's 20 and the person he goes on a date with is 60 years old uh, it's just a number brother no, no it's not <laughs> not here he goes out on a date in a in a you know like those checkered bands yes imagine that but like if you made it into a suit <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! I love this show. Do they? Is there like a an elimination component? Is it a no, contest? I, I, I mean, like, I've gotten to like I've watched four episodes, and it seems like oh, the, and here's another part of the show is that the milfs share the room with their son. Yeah, it's cheaper. <laughs> and, and and um, it's cheaper. They have a they have a block of room at the Days Inn. Yeah, and I know it, it, it sounds dehumanizing to refer to the, like human beings as the MILFs, but they are referring to themselves as MILFs. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the like prize is you get like a slightly bigger room, but you still have to share a room. <laughs> They're like the, the, the fancy like fantasy suite is a room where there's a small divider in between the bed. Like a fold out bed. <laughs> what are the contests like what what do they do um one was a dance contest and the prize was a date at a salsa night with <laughs> the milk of your choice and um you know you do a dance with your own mother in the show and yeah, i was about to ask that yeah the the the, the prompt for the dance was <laughs> like a latin and I think they used the term passion. The, the, the dance that shows the most passion. This does sound harrowing. This show is going to be studied. Yeah, there's also the, <laughs> the biggest argument of the show so far is one woman, one of the MILFs getting very mad at another one of the MILFs for speaking in Spanish. They are again, because she's excluding Mex people, again, they are in Mexico. <laughs> Um, I have to ask, what is the secret that destroys Jimmy so? Uh, Jimmy's mom fucked his best friend. Wow. <laughs> and the, 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 all the others were like, oh, I once had sex in an elevator, or I once, like, the, the, the premise was, like, pick which secret is your son's or your mom's, right? And all the other secrets were like, I once had sex in the elevator. I once had a threesome. And Jimmy's mom is just like, no, I'm going to fucking wreck my son. <laughs> it like has his first name. Or was the was the secret, it did say I had sex with Jimmy's best friend. And he was like, uh, I think that was my mom. <laughs> no, no, they, they, they had like a reveal. And so this was revealed. All of them were like sitting around in like the living room and revealing all this. And Jimmy reveals his, which is Jimmy's is that he got pink eye from eating ass, uh, which, okay, Jimmy. Um, Jimmy also, there's also like two guys on this show that during their testimonials talk about how they have a foot fetish, which is like, honestly, for the people that would agree to be on this show, seems like low numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Michaela, is this what it feels like? This what when i go when i when i do my thing when you just like kind of let me go yeah essentially also this might be the most nsfw episode of surprise mechanics ever because this is incredible and and what a blessing keep going i want to know more <laughs> yeah so 
Um, Jimmy is one of the ones with the foot fetish, by the way. So sure, just like God, uh, just like Jax Taylor, Vanderpump Rules. He's a foot guy too. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There should be a list somewhere. Um, yeah, I'm sure there is. <laughs> database. Uh, yeah, there, somebody also on their Reddit page, which I follow now, uh, made right. a nice infographic of all the milps in a cir- like a circle with all the milps and then the connections therein. Of just which ones are dating who, which one's interesting, which one, which one was racist than other one. It's and there's a big reveal coming up. Somebody's getting kicked out of the house, but I don't think it's like part of the show. I think somebody's just getting kicked out of the house for like a procedural reason. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, I want to hear more. So is this is this happening now? It's like coming out every week, a new episode? It's coming out every week. Um, I think it's on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday is at 10 p.m. It's on the Lord's Day. I'm going to have to go watch Milf Manor, sounds like. Sorry. Sorry, Michaela, we are going to have to go watch Milf Manor, it sounds like. I'm being dragged along into this. Michaela's just been in a state of distress. <laughs> for the last several minutes. I was thinking that my cat was going really... nuts the whole day and then I started playing Milf Manor and he just immediately calmed down. So I think the thing, the only thing that might like quell Howard's murderous impulses are milks. <laughs> he, he wanted his stories. Yeah. He wanted you to put on his stories. Yeah, just relax, buddy. Here's your milks. I think it's very funny that you keep dragging me along for reality television shows and how much it parallels the Goobers episode with Ted and asking Ted yeah. to uh, to play reality TV shows for the guys constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I am being requested to watch every reality television show now. One of these days we're going to find one you're into. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I'm not even like a big reality TV guy. I just have a couple I like, namely Vanderpump Rules, and I dip my toe into Survivor. But Survivor's a game show. Uh, I actually thought about like we should do maybe an episode on Survivor for real because there's like like the gameplay in Survivor is really interesting. We should do uh, them. We should do the mechanics amazing. race. Not not like an episode on it. Just just sign up. Amazing race. Well, I was about to say we should do uh, a surprise mechanics special and we go participate in Survivor. I think I could do okay at Survivor. I think I could dominate the social game, or I would be like paralyzed with anxiety. I can't it's wait to be, be voted out immediately. I would use the same strategies to survive that I assume you would use for prison. Um, so I'm gonna pick. <laughs> you just start. You just kick Jeff Probst's ass in the first one. Stir <laughs> <laughs> <Assert> your dominance. <laughs> I, I would you just try expect and meat. he just lays you out. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of my strategy for every single reality show, though. Like, if I get on chop, you're still going to find a way to fight Jeff Probst. <laughs> yeah. If I I'm figured... splash boiling water to the other contestants' faces, they're not going to make like a creme brulee. <laughs> I figure I would get voted off the island immediately. So, why? It'd be a why short trip for me. I don't know. I'm dumb. <laughs> I don't think you're dumb. I think you might have a hard time holding your tongue. Yeah. Which is oh, a pretty probably. important also, part maybe of Survivor. Jeff Probst can take probably a punch for better sure. than you think. Yeah, he's yoked. <laughs> he's got all that TV money. Hi, Leah. Yeah, we should What's end. It? I mean, this is a relatively short one, all things considered, but I, I also think we kind of got, you know, as much mileage out of Velma as we could. And then uh, Milf Manor was a surprise treat for the end. Y'all want to <laughs> hear me crack open a cold one? What is it? It's plain seltzer. <laughs> 
I don't know why. Oh. You just get, you just get off a flight, take that from the cart. No, I love. I, I, I'm I'm very boring. <laughs> not even like mango. Carbonated water. It's not alcoholic seltzer. Water. It's just seltzer. I know, but like Kroger has just like mango seltzer. Kroger. This is fucking Wegman's brand. Kroger and like bro. I know for a fact Wegman's has it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> No, I like the plain salsa. You can put a little lemon yeah. in it, you know, just spice but it up. But you didn't do that. I just watched you not do that. Also, <laughs> they make lemon, too. <laughs> now you got me all pissed off. Michaela, close out the show. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks to everybody for joining us for today's reality television episode of Surprise Mechanics. We'll see you next time. I don't know how to close it out any other way than that. You Goodbye. Did great. You did great. Don't overthink it. You really missed this Scooby Dooby Doo out there, didn't you? Oh, man.